Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello guys, welcome to the uh, next Last Ball Drop Show. It's the same lineup as yesterday, but actually a pretty um, non-exciting day, like compared to compared to day five, right? It was it was always going to be to be a hard time, hard act to follow up, but um, well, I, I wanted I won't say that there weren't any good matches. It's just that yeah, compared to yeah, yesterday, yeah. it's felt a lot slower. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there were, there were for sure good, some good things happening. That's for sure, but. Uh, you know, especially the amount of close matches uh, and, you know, all, all the drama that, that we had yesterday hasn't, um, has not been the same uh, today, that's for sure. Uh, especially the, the first matches uh, and especially on, on the men's side, for example. Uh, I don't know, some, some things could have been, you know, for example, I think that for Fritz maybe could have been a bit trickier than, than how it has been in the end, even if he lost the first set. Um, yeah, then for sure, the, the top seeds uh, who, who played today, just really, you know, Sabalenka, Sinner, um, maybe Djokovic match has been the one with, even if still a straight sets. Uh, at least we we've seen you know one set which has been uh, close golf also uh, so yeah there there hasn't really been some uh, some upset alert let's let's say like this so uh, for sure yesterday it's been you know very very um, 
more exciting than than today but still we have seen some some good things that's for sure yeah and of course some of that was also the fact that we are into the third round now so there was less matches in general uh but yeah, yeah. where do we start i guess we usually start with what just finished so on the women's we had eight matches of course in the third round today uh just seen a great comeback from barbora krejcikova who will actually face another player who made a great comeback today right uh, in uh, Mira Andrieva in the forefront. So yeah, anything Mario on these on these two um, fightbacks that Krejcikova and Andrieva are able to pull off. What are you expecting from their matchup as well? They played very recently, actually, right? Beijing and yeah, Andrieva um, won it pretty comfortably. Yeah, and uh, Andrieva has already won twice against Krejcikova, actually. Oh, so twice as well. Um, I, I forgot about the first one. Where yeah, was the first um, one? Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure it was, uh, I think, on play uh let me you know i will i will check while talking um no but overall i mean krichikova yeah she played a good second oh, round wimbledon, but... but that was via retirement ah, so i guess it's uh, okay yeah never mind mm -hmm. yeah yeah you're right uh anyway i mean krichikova is looking Yes, Hunter played really well. Um, is doing super well lately, especially in doubles, but also in singles, she can do really well. Uh, so I mean, was also not not an easy match, as you know it may seem. Uh, but overall, I'm still expecting Andreeva to 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 win that match. Honestly, um, she she was risking today a lot, uh, but I also mean um, Paris. I, I can get why for a 16-year-old player, uh, it can be quite difficult to play someone like Paris. Uh, her tennis is mm, different from, from you know, the, the usual uh, things we see, especially on the women's side. Um, I also get that for, for Andreeva, 16-year-old, after playing, you know, and getting that, uh, that win and with that performance against Jabeur. Um, Maybe it's also a little bit difficult at the beginning to be back on on the court three to to play, um, you know, someone who's not uh, a, a very top established top player like maybe uh, you know what Shaber is. Um, but in the end, the match that has been you know <laughs> signed, but that incredible comeback that uh, that she had, what that that really means a lot considering the her age, the the stage uh, she is in in her career. Um, I think that it's it's a great display of um, of a great mentality and yeah for sure the match as you know has showed us both uh, the Andreevas the one who has still something to improve to work on and fortunately so because she's only sixteen and <laughs> and also uh, uh, you know she, uh, it has also shown us the Andreeva which is an incredible fighter which is very difficult to to beat. Even if you are five one up and fifteen love against her, uh, she is still not not out of the, of the competition, and it's it's still great. Yeah, Hunter Krejcikova, as you said, like the, a match between two of the best doubles players in the world. I guess that somehow takes a bit of assets away from Krejcikova as well, because Hunter is pretty good as well, and it, all the other sort of areas of the court that sometimes Krejcikova overwhelms the opposition based on her variety and like how mm. comfortable she is in the forecourt against Hunter. That's not really a big thing. Definitely the best run that Storm has ever had in singles and probably just also coming from the fact that she used to play like a bit of a lefty pusher in uh, in the, in the you know back in the day 
in singles, not in doubles. Right now, she probably just takes it takes a little more initiative, yeah. and and she's able to actually produce a you know a very good level here and almost beat Krejcikova. Almost was even closer, of course, for Diane Parry. Yeah, I think she did a very good job, honestly, until like the the third set of mixing it up. Obviously, she has that insane slice. She has the one hander. Um, even that combination is already like you never know what's gonna hit you. But also the net aggression. But um, yeah, probably just lost a bit of that conviction, lost a bit of that clarity of thought by the end of the third set, where she again, simply started doubting the the plan which is fine, obviously. Then she loses five games in a row. There's some spectacular shot-making from Andreeva as well. Andreeva yeah. actually has to serve for it then and doesn't manage to do it. So yeah. a bit of a crazy finish. But but yeah, this 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 win sometimes can be harder than something like against Jaber. Yeah? Sometimes you just come yeah, out and sure. everything is clicking for you. The opponent is awful and you win in an hour. And then you actually play someone theoretically much weaker than, well, both yourself and the previous opponent. And then it actually becomes a struggle. But yeah, a lot of that was 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 due to what Diane was doing on the court and certainly a good performance from it as well. Andreeva Krejcikova, as we said, two matches so far, one of them a retirement, 6-6-2 six to six to in Beijing. Gotta like Andreeva's chances, honestly, to, to push for Krejcikova. Yeah. I think she's playing the better stuff here for sure. And uh, probably the bigger test for her would be obviously Sabalenka in uh, the quarterfinals rather than Krejcikova. Let's uh, speak about that. And uh, Rina Sabalenka double bageling mm. Lesia Tsurenko right now. Uh, uh, I mean, today. Uh, I guess we were expecting that, but probably not a double bagel, though. <laughs> like probably a couple of games for Tsurenko. <laughs> Mm, yeah, maybe I was thinking she would have won a couple of games, yeah. But overall, uh, you know, Sabalenka's draw has been quite kind in the first week yeah. and she's been very good to just, you know, not have any kind of issue and just get, you know, some routine straight set swings. So, um, you know, she she just did what she could have done with the draw she had. Um, maybe it would be, you know, if we... You know, she 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 doesn't have an easy fourth round uh, because Anisimova is playing very very well. Um, yeah, honestly, right now, you know, my feeling is still that it's a bit difficult for me to not think, um, even if potentially Anisimova and Andreeva can be two, you know, uh, two tough opponents. Uh, I'm still thinking then um, we should have had that semi-final between Goff and Sabalenka, maybe. Um, Anisimova is a tough opponent for Sabalenka, that's that's sure. Uh, Anisimova is up for one in the in the head-to-head. Uh, so it will be a good test for Sabalenka because we are talking a lot about, and, you know, it doesn't matter really... Uh, about what match that's still for sure that Sabalenka has improved a lot since last year we are watching kind of a new Sabalenka especially in the first rounds on the tournament she's really not losing you know anymore the kind of matches that just she has to win um so it will be also in my opinion a good test to you know to prove that in a matchup she she was uncomfortable in um you know, uh, in the previous years, until 2022, and uh, they faced, and you know, Sabalenka just won once out of five uh, matches between the two. So, um, yeah, if I have to to just have, have my you know my idea, also considering how Sabalenka is is playing right now, despite you know the op- the opposition hasn't been the toughest possible, I still think 
for me that Sabalenka should be uh, you know able to um, to do well even in in the next rounds but you know of course uh, for sure the competition now is getting tougher for her so far just i think that she did um, simply what she should have done and she did it well so yeah, no, no real ha uh, ha uh, fuss about her first three uh, victories. Of course, rank of the day, six love, six love. And Mario mentioned that head to head, but Anisimova against Sabalenka, she's leading 4 1. 2019, she beat her at the Australian Open, then at Ron Garros. And 2022, she beats her at Charleston, Madrid, and then loses to her in Rome. So this was a pretty troublesome matchup for Sabalenka. Does that still hold up after? You know, Sabalenka has become a full top, full on top player. Anisimova sort of going away for a while and obviously just coming back. That's very hard to say. I mean, definitely uh, when Anisimova is like on and she's really on, uh, she yeah. is, you know, top 10, top five talent and the return game is so strong. She can kind of take the take away the first strike from Sabalenka as well, which most players can't. So um, it, it's definitely an exciting matchup. It's definitely more of a like a unexpected test in the draw. I was probably thinking that Pavlyuchenkova would make it there, who also has a good matchup against Sabalenka, but just two one, and also um, yeah. Yeah, but in my opinion, it's it's different. Uh, in my opinion, Anisimova is, can be a really tough matchup for Sabalenka because um, even you know uh, Sabalenka's powerful hitting game, also from the baseline, Anisimova is still able to take the ball early and to try to you know to. Um, to 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 have to find good angles with their shots, despite you know your opponent hitting strong. Um, so I feel that you know uh, that's why it also has been quite a, a bad matchup overall for 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 them. And it's not, in my opinion, uh, a, casu a casualty that uh, Sabalenka managed to beat her um, on clay once. Uh, in the only because for me uh, clay maybe would be the surface in which um, you know because maybe how powerful Sab Sabalenka hit I, I'm talking just in that particular matchup can uh, still be a bit difficult for Anisimova to get into uh, you know into that uh, rally rhythm and do that manage uh, with the counter punch game also uh, you know that's that's how I'm viewing the matchup, but of course Anisimova also won a French Open match against against Sabalenka. I don't know. Yeah, definitely Arena is the favorite, but there is a bit of a twist here with that head-to-head -head and sort of how uh, we think it will impact uh, the matchup, and uh, yeah, it just makes it all the more exciting. But Nurlan wanted to talk about Bia Haddad Maya, who he says is very overrated and should not be nowhere near the top thirty. Top 30 is harsh, Nurlan. I, I do think that she is kind of at her peak. And like um, definitely there is a bit of a, an issue for her going forwards in that how does she improve from here? How does she beat the very top players? Some of her slam results have been pretty disappointing, perhaps including today. But um, yeah, I mean, she, she obviously gets a lot of wins also based, other than the game, also based on the fact that she's such a gritty competitor, which even yeah. today she was showing... She she didn't let Timofeeva you know just run away with the match in the second set. She just kept her um, honest, kept kept uh, fighting off all the match points until she finally couldn't. Of course, she wins a lot of like marathon matches. So um, I think top thirty is kind of harsh, but where she is right now is probably like one of her you know top moments in her career, one of the top possible spots that she could really occupy, provided you know there's no I don't know 
injuries or like a weaker top 10 in general. But anyway, uh, Bia had my loss to Maria Timofieva in the uh, third round, and then Timofieva is going to face Kostiuk. So that's a pretty exciting one, actually. Like, that's not not one of the one, the matches that, like, the um, Australian Open will be promoting the most or, like, not one of the matches yeah. that get the casual fans going. But it, it's actually projects as a fairly interesting one again yeah. between two young players, of course, with a very different career path. Kostiuk from the age of 15 when she made the Australian Open third round has been like touted as a prospect and Timofieva pretty much just blowing up in the summer last year. But it, it actually might be one of my favorite fourth round matchups from, from this set. Yeah, I mean, about Adat Maya, I, I don't really think that uh, she's overrated. I mean, for me, overrated means a bit like if if people judge her, uh, you know, above uh, where she she really is. I don't think that uh, you know anyone is yeah. thinking about her um, as you know a, a top player. And you know, people you know respect her as as a good fighter, as a player who has had some some good results last year. I I, I point out that also her ranking is where uh, is you know 12 i think because she she has two um i mean two tournaments in which she gained 900 points um last year the you know the elite trophy and the french open semi final uh, so i mean that for sure helped her ranking a lot um yeah i would say that for me you know I, I can agree with you with how I, I rate her. Um, I think that uh, around the 20th position, for example, I don't think that would be, you know, would be kind of okay for her value as a player because uh, there are also um, some things that make her, you know, quite an uncomfortable player to face, the fighting spirit, but also the leftiness uh, that form. She's also able to defend the court really well, despite, uh, you know, her being very tall, as you know, especially as a female player. Um, so I, I would think that, yeah, she's not maybe one of the players that entertains the most, uh, the crowd or the average spectator. Uh, but in my opinion, you know... Mm, Maybe you know 12, 11, she's got a, a couple two or four weeks, I don't remember, in, even into the top 10. And I think it's a very word for her, even if she she's not maybe going to be back there, probably. I I kind of agree with that. Um and that part of the draw, yes. I mean, uh quite interested because uh yeah, Timofeva is uh it's another uh, kind of young player which doesn't really steal uh, steal the sight, uh, probably for for um, uh, at least you know as I've been told a bit to um, to some some people you know most of them are uh, quite surprised to see her going this far in this land. Maybe for Kostyuk, for example, it's not the same, but of course Kostyuk, it's been quite a, a consistent present. Uh, for for the last years in more or less in into the the top 50 over there uh, and right now she's going even higher um well i would see, still see her as a, a bit favorite in, in this match in costume came in but i i would give timo feva quite good chances because regardless of um you know her performances against Wozniacki and and Hadad Maya. She beat two players with 
you know, you have to show up really well if uh, if you want to beat them, even if they are not playing maybe at 100%. And that's really encouraging, um, you know, uh, from her perspective also of, of a young player which who's trying to, uh, you know, to gain positions and to be uh, higher and higher in higher rated in, in the tennis world. Yeah, uh, especially as it felt like since that last, what was the title? Budapest or whatever it was. Um, uh, I think like it was, was like, yeah, it's kind of feel like she's uh, um, yeah. asleep after that one, and um, didn't really make any headlines since. So of course this is a yeah, yeah, wonderful yeah. run to get her going. Sean, we're gonna get to Sinner in the second in a second uh, once we finish the women's. I I'm, I promise you that we'll we'll start from that. Um, one more section of the draw we haven't discussed yet is Coco Golf just absolutely crashing Alicia Parks. Obviously it's Alicia Parks, so mostly it was just Parks hitting a hundred thousand you know, 100,000 unforced errors. And uh, now she's going to play Magdalena Frenk, who managed to get over that crappy third round matchup between her and Zakharova, which was just like, yeah, I mean, that was a surprising third round, let's be honest. But now, uh, any chance that Frank is going to stop Goff? Uh, I mean, for me, it's, it's more difficult because... Um, First of all, I rate Goff, for example, even comparing to the win she had against Garcia, I rate Goff higher than Garcia. And also, I think that for the game style, you know, uh, Garcia is a very big hitter, a player who tries to attack so much. And, you know, Freck can, could have been uh, and has been quite comfortable also with that. You know, because also liking to to counter punch a lot, a bit helped in some, uh, you know, sometimes by Garcia's uh, mistakes. Even if Garcia hasn't really played, and, and um, you know, hasn't played her best, but she um, did well at times, a bit inconsistent. Um, Goff is not a player who, you know, in some parts of the match she can even let you play, uh, let you, you know, try to. Um, to do also the to to play in attack and uh, I don't know if Freck uh, can be able to use this uh, this chance in the the parts of the matches where Goff will be a little bit more uh, more passive and then of course Goff can do both things that's for sure I I'm not doubting there but she she's more consistent of a player and that would make you know more difficult in my opinion to for for Frack to to use this to use the chances you know Garcia is always a player who let you have more chances if she's not 100% yeah i mean frank did very well to react to garcia's mistakes and to react to garcia's big hitting sure also to move her whenever the opportunity came yeah. up definitely but against golf, you need to have a very different skill set. And I, I don't mm. really see this matchup as being any close. I, I don't understand how she would beat Coco. I think Magda has played her best career matches against like Daniel Collins, for example. Yeah, these sort of opponents where she's just yeah, mostly yeah, yeah. relaxing and exactly. sometimes sometimes comes up with like some you know peaking serving, for example, even though of course she's not exactly a player who usually finds it as an asset, but but yeah, someone who is probably more so making her react rather than uh, being um, on the front foot. Uh, Ghost even says that Goff is very close to being a pusher. She's pusher adjacent. I mean, she's definitely like defense oriented, defense first. So I, I don't think it's it's that. Yeah, but I, uh, 
you know, I, I don't judge it in, in a bad way because... Um, and that, that's, not, that's not a bad... Uh, that's not negative, yeah, like that, <laughs> that, that she is defense-oriented. Yeah, yeah, you know, in sometimes, the end... Sometimes people forget about that, like, I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, let's... Uh, also, one more question maybe before we head to the men's. If anyone is stopping that Gov Sabalenka match, who is your pick in this half? Who is going to um, stop us from having that semi-final? Uh, honestly, I think that um, if I, I... I don't know. Right now, I'm pretty sure that Goff will make it. And maybe maybe for the upset, I would rate Anisimova higher than Andreeva because I still think that maybe she has to wait a little bit to uh, to really get to, to the point, you know, she, she beats, you know, a girl like Sabalenka. Um... A bit. I'm. I, I'm not thinking about too much, but maybe not at this Australian Open. I don't know why Anisimova. Maybe can be can be especially if Sabalenka. You know, so far she played in a very different kind of opponents. Um, I don't know. I feel that that can be very very uncomfortable. Yeah, I would probably say the same, which is why. I'm I'm disappointed that you said it because I, because I thought I was gonna have like a bold prediction here or like bold pick, you know. But but yeah, uh, I, you I would know, right say now, I'm, judging how Goff has done so far, uh, you know, yeah, maybe a, a costume can make her have some troubles. But I'm I'm seeing Goff really, really, really well set. Uh, right now, so I am I'm, I'm really struggling to see anyone upsetting her, and um, if not, you know the um, you know beating her. If you are a Sabalenka, Sviontek, that's of course I I can see that, but um, you know I I think that she would able to capitalize this draw honestly. Um, yeah, it, it fell apart a little bit. I think Timofeyev or Kostyuk might have a bit of a shot, but Frank, no. And then, yeah, if, if someone is stopping them, I probably it's just Anisimova, honestly. Andreeva may be a, a better player right now, but actually, is she? I mean, that's probably debatable if Anisimova is very much in her peak. And also, yeah, the matchup, I, I do think that um, Sabalenka, when she last played Andreeva, just overwhelmed her pretty badly. and. Um, maybe it would be a little better this time, but probably not to that extent yet. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Anyway, let's uh, get back to that question that Sean had. Has Sinner been dominating because of weak opponents or is he just that good? So maybe I'll start first. Both. <laughs> I think yeah. I think his opposition has been really poor, definitely, compared to most of the other players. Well, really poor. The first round, Botic van de Zandskop, we I think we were saying at the very beginning of the event that this is probably his uh, toughest match until the fourth round. Jesper de Jong, you know, great form, but clearly he is not at that caliber yet. Sebastian Baez on hard courts, we all know how, it's, how it usually happens. And also uh, the um, uh, the recent matches between them, yeah, yeah, no, we are kind of expecting that. 
So I, I think the opposition has been pretty poor, but just comparing him to the rest of the tournament, I think he's absolutely delivering on the form from 2023. Yeah, yeah. The big question is like whether he beats Djokovic or Alcaraz, but if he loses to anyone else, he's going to be massively disappointed about this. And we will also have a right to be massively disappointed about him losing here because like um, he's playing Kachanov next. Great players. I mean, Kachanov, then Rublev or Deminor, right? But if Sinner really is to be like a proper contender for this title, he needs to win this ma- these matches. And so far, he hasn't shown us any sign that would suggest he's not going to. So, yeah, I, I basically that's how I treat it. Like, he's going to be massively disappointed if he doesn't make the semis or if Djokovic loses earlier if he doesn't make the final. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Of course, the opposition hasn't been the toughest, but at the same time, you know, Sebastian Baez, for example, was a third-round opponent last year at the US Open for Medvedev, and the match there has been a little bit tougher than yeah, how... Yeah, but that was like 12 been. within a row, Baez, right? That was like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um... Also, it wasn't too tough either. No, 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 but had one, you know, one set uh, that, uh, mm. you know, just... Uh, but still, you know, uh, for sure he did uh, he did very very well. I mean, it's for me it's the same speech as Sabalenka. You know, we we can't uh, we can't say really nothing more. He's been really really good because if not, you are not beating you know these guys like six love six one six three. So you know, of course, you have to deliver a good a good performance to do that. And then, of course, the opposition, you know, already, for example, the next match against Kachanov, I'm, I'm still expecting him to win if he brings that level. But for sure, it's going to be uh, to be a good test because, um, you know, Kachanov, first of all, is um, very more, more solid. But honestly, uh, as for, uh, for Sinner, I kind of think that uh, Sinner should not struggle that much, maybe in my view, against this kind of, um, let's say, um, maybe maybe Kachanov a little bit more than, than Rublev if, if it happens. I don't know, I'm expecting the Minor to be kind of favorite against Rublev in round four. Uh, even if Rublev hasn't lost so far and the, the last two matches have been, you know, quite, you know, routine, let's say like that. Um, nothing particularly um, dangerous for him scoreline-wise. Um, still, you know, Deminor maybe has something something more in this period. So I think that this is his chance to try to, uh, to, get, to get further in a Grand Slam, try to, to reach the quarterfinal. Um after the death as about Sinner, yeah, I don't I don't have anything left to say, just that he's been playing well and beating her his opponents quite comfortably, as as he should have done considering the the opposition. So yeah, and if if he does indeed, uh if he does indeed demeanor, if he does beat Rublev, then it's only it only makes things easier for Sinner. <laughs> so um but yeah. I, I, I do think that this is likely still going to be a semi-final for him. And then we'll sort of see what he's made of. But so far, there's only like really nothing negative you can say about his performance. And he's been just destroying the opponents, not because they were absurdly weak, just because he was hitting like that. And then he was hitting like he was in the tail end of 2023 again. I don't see the odds yet on Demino Rublev. I wonder what they will be indeed. I would say maybe Rublev's slight favorite for the market, but I would personally also think that it's like maybe slight ADM, but 
uh, it's pretty, it's pretty tight, obviously. Um, Ghosty won't shut up about it. So let's go. Let's talk about the most criminal performance of today, I suppose. Uh, was that yeah. the most criminal performance of today? Well, maybe Marozhan as well in the last two sets, but uh, probably this one. Uh, Sebastian Korda against Andrei Rublev. I don't know what yeah. your expectations were. Mine weren't all that high. But besides the second set, I mean, it does feel like Sebi has declined massively since the Australian Open in 2023, which is kind of surprising given in the Asian swing, he was already sort of back on track, back on his feet. But yeah. probably since the very start, very first match this year, we uh, sort of had the idea that uh, something is off, that this isn't the Sebastian Corda of January 2023. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was definitely suffering. You know, he he is a player who more or less, like Rublev, can you know make you play at a very high rhythm from the baseline. Um, but today he was suffering that uh, from the opponent, the pressing that that Rublev usually um, brings you to feel. Um, he was definitely suffering uh, that. Um, yeah, it's definitely. I, I was not expecting. Uh, you know, an, an upset alert was not on my bingo card. Honestly, considering you know lately how things have have gone. Uh, but of course, you know, I uh, yeah, there be, there have been a, a close a close set. Uh, the second one. Mm, eight six in the tie break, but but still I, yeah I don't know I the Asian swing gave me you know that kind of um, I thought that okay maybe if he's still you know uh, has fully recovered he had an injury okay maybe he will be back twenty twenty four being back in Australia he will um, still playing playing good and so far it hasn't really happened that at that level uh yeah i still think that you know i um for sure he's having a bit of ups and downs so far uh, considering uh, you know the last season of, of his careers sometimes some weeks he seems like you know that guy who can uh, push even more uh, who can even, you know, maybe at times for the level he was showing last year's in Australia, you may think, okay, he can bring um, bring himself to the top 10. Uh, other parts, you know, of, of the year, he's, he's playing at um, lower than, than the expectation, than, than how he can perform. And it seems like the trend is still is still going on. Mm, let's see if you know the the American swing on the hard courts can help him to bring uh, himself, you know, more confidence and improve uh, his level again, and be back to be that kind of dangerous player that uh, almost nobody wants to face early. <laughs> Um, this is pretty interesting, but uh, Ghosty said that Demeanor is playing the best. He hasn't dropped a set. He dropped a set to Milos Raonic in round one. And I, I just, that, that made me start thinking who actually hasn't dropped a set yet in the men's event. And I found two of them. One of them is very obvious, obviously. It's Yannick Sinner. Do you know who the other is? Uh, okay. Uh, ah, yes. Nuno Borges. Exactly, it's pretty wild. Yeah, Nuno Borges is the other player who hasn't dropped the set yet. Of course, yeah, he's in the second, in the third round, not the fourth round yet. He's gonna play Grigor Dimitrov, so 
I would say that's unlikely to hold up, but that's pretty yeah. sick um, that Yannick Sinner and Nuno Borges are the only two players who have lo- have, haven't lost a set so far. Yes, uh, unless yes. I missed someone, but I was trying to like, I wasn't looking at the draw, just at the names of the players. So I was relying on memory mostly, but I think everyone else has dropped at least a set. That's uh, Yeah, but I'm, because I'm yesterday, sure. yesterday, all that side of the draw dropped the set. Uh, yeah, other than players. other than Junior, yeah, other than Junior, yeah. <laughs> oh yes, it basically you're right. Yes. Yeah, I, I, you're right. When you think about it this way, it must be true because only Junior yesterday won in straights. Yes, and and to, and in this uh, half, we clearly see that it was just uh, Sinner, and actually it was I think just Sinner as well before today, right? Everyone else, yeah, everyone else was already um, yes, dropping yes. sets anyway. Um, yeah, just a brief shout out as well. I forgot about that, but to Thomas Mahaj, who was like. Uh, irritate uh, you know the, the better player against Kachanov to like an irritating uh, man, uh, extent, but he uh, converted yeah. two breakpoints. Kachanov did as well. However, Kachanov had three of them, and Mahaj had nineteen. And also, of course, many chances to claim the second set, many chances to get going in the fourth. Uh, but eventually, I mean, he lost the second from many, many um, like leads, like four one, four three, a couple of breakpoints, six five, two set points, a couple of breakpoints. But of course, that's not what tennis is about. And Karen Kachanov makes another yeah, sure. slam second week or he'll play uh, Rub- um, Sinner. Uh, we touched on Rublev and Deminor. I think unless we have something else to say about Deminor's performance against Koboli, but yeah, he's just been super routine so far, which does give you a lot of um, um, just hope in terms of the Rublev matchup and that it will be a match where both players will be firing. So maybe let's talk about the other two um, sections. I mean, the first quarter, literally. Yeah. I think uh, there was that there was that for uh, so there was that section with, when the seeds were Fritz, Tsitsipas, Serundolo, and Musetti, and we were all thinking that this is pretty vulnerable. Like these guys can actually lose between the forefront potentially, but now we actually get a Fritz Tsitsipas forefront. And uh, by the way, this is this goes for like the whole uh, quarter where there's only one player who wasn't seeded in the top 16. And that's Adrian Manorino, but he beat the player who was seated in the top 16. So it, w- it was really close to just eight highest-ranked players making the fourth round. But yeah, Fritz Tsitsipas, uh, anything on that today? Tsitsipas crushing Luka Vanash, no real harm there. I think Vanash bri- briefly led in the third set, but still lost it for six. And also uh, Fritz's win over Marozhan, which was from a set down, but then got really comfortable near the end. Uh- yeah, for sure. Also, because not only, uh, you know, we were thinking about that um, part of the draw as vulnerable and not only after the draw, but even after the, the first round performances uh, for for both players, uh, you know, both Tsitsipas and Fritz didn't really look, um, didn't really look that good. Uh, and so, yeah, they have definitely improved and Tsitsipas... You know, especially they, uh, he is showing right now that, uh, you know, the Australian court conditions environment um, makes him feel feel very good because uh, considering, um, you know, I, I don't think that he can be too disappointing on himself even if he, you know, leaves the tournament in round four considering the um, what happened before the tournament, you know. Um then of course the today's win, even if you know maybe Vanash doesn't really have these weapons to really uh, beat a guy like Tsitsipas uh, right now, but uh, still come in a, in a very, very good way, playing good tennis, um, did very well. So 
Yeah, this of course brings me to a throwback because we had another round four between the two, Tsitsipas and Fritz in 2022. And it was actually a, an amazing chance for, for Fritz, uh, who, who was... A, was a setup. He had a really, um, he really had the chance to win. And so, um, yeah, let's see. This this performance is um, right now still makes me think that probably Tsitsipas will kind of be the favorite in 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 that match because you know when you can play um, um, a lot with the serve and forehand the tactic scheme, Tsitsipas should be should be kind of fine. If he's well, but if suddenly Fritz brings, you know, um, as more or less today he did, uh, brings a, a high level of solidity also from uh, from the baseline, and he's um, quite okay with the back, and then of course Tsitsipas can suddenly be be, be in trouble. Uh, but for sure, the you know what we think about these two players right now changed a lot comparing to the, the start of the tournament and especially after also seeing the first round matches maybe sorta i w i didn't think that uh, fritz would make the fourth round but like do the, does it change anything in regards to their long term tournament prospects like no, no, no. beating Djokovic in no, nada nothing no. null so no, i don't know what no. course you're referring to like does fritz have a chance or not i can't figure him, him out if you're thinking of that Tsitsipas match, of course he has a shot. I mean, this has been a very tough, a very even matchup over the years. They've played a phenomenal uh, battle as well at the Australian Open a couple of years back, which ended in five sets. Uh, and I think their current head-to-head uh, -head is like 3-1 Tsitsipas, but Fritz, of course, winning the recent uh, Monte Carlo match last year, which was a bit of a surprise on clay. And um, yeah, I mean, does he have a shot against, against Djokovic? Well, probably not. Uh, when it comes to Fritz Marosian, yeah, I was a little disappointed with Fabi's performance probably just because, well, he wins the first set, everything is going all right. He has like a pretty stupid miss in the second set that kind of rattles him. And I think Taylor still played it right. Like he uh, was actually yeah. um, determined not to be on the back foot, determined not to allow... Marozhan to maybe start exposing the athleticism, um, you know, frailties that Taylor has and like just constantly rush him. He didn't allow him that, just blasted the ball on the defense. Like anytime Fritz was in a defensive position, he would still hit hard and deep. And that's really tough for Marozhan to handle, especially when there's a big serve from Fritz. But uh, that's why I said uh, earlier that this is one of the more criminal performances as well. It's only because of the third and fourth set where like Marozhan was really out of it mentally as well, just kind of going through the motions and just driving the match towards the finish without um, fighting for it, really. And yeah, Tsitsipas probably the one who uh, is playing much better than we were expecting before the event. Some uh, part of that back injury still is there. I mean, he's like experimenting and changing from platform yeah, to yeah, pinpoint yeah, stance and serve mid-match, which is pretty interesting. But it, it's not impacting his game in like an obvious way. Uh, so, so this is more or less a match uh, that will decide who will play against Djokovic. It's, it's probably like it. Uh, Djokovic and Vanarino coming over to these two fellows. Djokovic, of course, beating Echeverri today. We had the watch-along for this one, and basically it was like the best performance that Djokovic has had so yeah. far. No sign of the physical issues. Echeverri couldn't really make it a slog fest. You mentioned earlier that it was like a competitive match compared to most of the high seeds. Yes, compared to the high seeds, it was. 
but it still never really felt like it was any danger no. for Djokovic no. because he wins the first two sets so cleanly. Because in the third, it's always at a very plain catch-up, not only because he was serving second, but also because, yeah, just breaking Djokovic was impossible for him today. He had a couple of deuces, I think, but overall, he was barely winning points on return in general. And uh, yeah, I don't think that Edge was ready on hard courts yet to tackle an opponent like this, even if he has improved considerably. Like the, the serve was actually really good. He was serving well. It's yeah, just that yeah, even yeah. when the serve was landing, he couldn't really produce much after that. And I think also Djokovic like took away his um, inside out forehand really well from him because anytime he would try to have this sort of the, the favorite at a very point, which basically has him standing on the backhand side and either sending the forehand inside in or inside out. But anytime he would do that, Djokovic either plays so deep to his backhand corner that he needs to refer to his backhand or maybe uh, just plays backhand down the line, which was just spot on today. So um, definitely the best performance we've yeah, seen yeah. so far. And I guess, you know, cold doesn't last two weeks, right? Yeah, no, I mean, um, when I was watching Djokovic kind of struggling a little bit, despite myself having a lot, uh, you know, I have a lot of esteem in uh, Echeverri, of course, but I was kind of thinking, hmm, maybe it's, you know, Echeverri is kind of the right opponent for Djokovic to find rhythm, uh, to, to start him finding his shots better, because uh, Echeverri is that kind of, solid player but he's not like you know that he he has that amazing defense that can push but what was what make... was different about Prismich then what was different about Prismich well about Prismich first of all i think that uh, you know as the... why why wasn't Prismich the perfect opponent as well yeah i mean i Mm, of course, the, the first match can be, you know, in Djokovic's situation, we know that he was maybe also um, uh, struggling a little bit with the cold he, he had. And then maybe I think that Prismich can can still, uh, you know, play the defensive, the defensive game uh, better than the Echeverry. Um, okay. Yeah, maybe solidity. Sure. So, solidity, maybe yes. It's more or less mm, uh, quite. Let's say, let's say the same. But when it's purely the defensive game where Djokovic is trying to close the points, it's uh, a bit easier for him to close the point against Echeverri than against Prismich, you know. And then I think that Djokovic then can start, mm, you know, struggling. Also, of course, the forehand level today was was much higher than how it was against Prismich. And all this already makes all the difference in the world. I mean, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, ha I had the feeling that, uh, you know, Echeverri is not kind of the right mm, match to, to see Djokovic really close to, uh, close to the defeat. I mean, even... You know, against Popirin, a uh, tough matchup for every player like Popirin, but still Popirin can bring, you know, into his game that kind of mm, different factors that, you know, if Popirin suddenly gets on fire and then it can become, you know, as we were predicting that Djokovic could have lost a set. Uh, today was a bit different and I was kind of expecting that. I mean, if, if Djokovic was again, like, hampered by the cold visibly... I think that would have had a very good shot. Like the, it was just a very different level of focus, very different level of aggression from Djokovic. Probably the best chance of Echeverri was yeah for Djokovic to have a cold, and then you play him for like four and a half hours. But yeah, you know, I'm also really kind of expecting that 
you know, with the days that are passing, you know, the cold uh, go, goes away. <laughs> so seems, uh, seems like it is. Seems like it is going away. And uh, yeah, perhaps the last match we haven't touched on Adrian Manorino playing Ben Shelton. Apparently, uh, there was Mario danced in the streets because he hates Shelton. <laughs> That's, of course, the, the meme that Ghosty has been using. I don't even remember where it originated, but it's kind of funny to me at this point. But anyway, Adrian Manorino wins his third consecutive five-setter. He's now 14-4 and four in five-setter five setters overall, losing yeah. to Pablo Cuevas, Lukas Kubot, Andy Murray, and Roger Federer. But to Federer, he kind of didn't lose. He slipped and had to retire after the third... Well, he slipped in the yeah. fourth set and then had to retire after the first point of the fifth set. So it's more or less like 14 and three, actually. And um, yeah, when it comes to Manarino, he's already spent almost 12 hours on the court. So he kind of killed his chances against Djokovic, right? But at the same time, he's probably not even going to know that he faces Djokovic until uh, Sunday. So yeah. it's fine. <laughs> you know? he, 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 he didn't have it in his mind. We know he didn't have it in his, in the, at the back of his mind that if I beat Shelton today. But uh, just to, you know, to, um, without, um, just on a serious note, let's say, it was funny to see Manarino just, over, just outplay, outmaneuver another much more talented in the long run opponent, another opponent who probably will have much better results. But uh, one guy knows how to play this sport and the other is still learning the ropes. Yeah, that's for sure. And with Manarino's story, you know, lately, it's also um, very interesting to follow because we are kind of asking ourselves maybe, you know, um, how, um, how much he has... Uh, still left considering you know how he still you know he he's now up to number even number 17 in the live ranking he wasn't even even you know got to the top 20 uh, before just let's say the the end of of the last season uh no actually this season the the united cup and reaching the australian open round four um great you know Two players who can really bring on on a very very entertaining tennis, both Shelton and, and Manarino, um, different from each other, but still kind of with that, uh, let's say, same mindset mindset on on the court. You know, talking about how they they want to, um, you know, to to play the game. Then of course they have different characteristics, both physically, technically, and so Shelton maybe is a bit more serve and volley, but still both can bring that um, different element to to their matches, to tactically, to um, to their game. And yeah, maybe if we want to to make things like that, it's kind of fair that Manarino won, but just because Shelton, you know, is going to have many, many opportunities uh, in, in the near future. So, of course, it would be great for Manarino to play against Djokovic on the on on the Rod Labour Arena for, for the next match. A very entertaining one. Uh, you know, fifth set also a bit dramatic. Shelton tried to save break points and save break points until Manarino finally finally broke. Um, you know, what does it mean for Shelton? For me, nothing particularly bad. Uh, you know, losing 6-4 in the fifth to this Manarino, maybe it, it can happen. It won't really drop that that much on, you know, in the ranking also because he had some very good results last year in the last period of last year. 
Um, so yeah, I think that it's nothing really, really bad for for Ben, who will you know have now also the sunshine double to try to um, to gain point and try to you know attack also the higher positions of the ranking. For sure, he has still uh, he's still in this kind of learning process, and we've also you know seen that. Uh, but good for Manarino, who is. Um, you know, winning some titles, getting high in the ranking. Now also, you know, um, having also um, a good run at a Grand Slam, which is kind of completing uh, his, you know, the great period of, of his career. Yeah, and I guess with that, we might be getting uh, closer to the finish line. Maybe let's do it like this, Mario. Tell me your favorite uh, match of tomorrow on the women's side and on the men's side, just as a little preview of what's the yeah mm. okay i mean i maybe i will say kazo grigspur okay. i can feel kind of interesting in that uh both following because i I've been following very well both in this tournament and so I'm I'm interesting you know watching how they will clash together in in the next round even if there are a lot of interesting matches actually tomorrow I think um, yeah and then as I as I saw yesterday um, I I would be interesting in in watch the the clash between no I'm changing uh, I will say Blink of a Paulini also for some national pride. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, I want to see if Blinkova keeps it up after the great match yesterday. And it's also great, you know, great chance for Paulini to, to get to a major second week in this good period of their career. Yeah, I would uh, say Ostapenko Azarenka for me is the clear yeah. highlight of today, on, of tomorrow on the women's side for sure. Uh, great match in Brisbane, so I'm expecting fireworks again. I'm expecting big returning from both again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, would like to see Elena progress and perhaps have her face Shiontek again in the quarters. That's such a hilarious matchup now that she's 4-0 against her. And, you know, just to see yes. whether Iga has a shot of beating her this time. Probably not the favorite courts of hers and not the favorite conditions in which she wants to face Ostapenko. But of course, that would require just one more, uh, well, two more wins from both players. Ostapenko, Azarenka, certainly not a given, and I'm excited for that one. On the men's, I think there are a lot of different answers. Literally every single one of these matches, yeah. I think someone would be able to justify, maybe outside of Dimitrov Borges, unless you're Portuguese or unless you're a Grigor Dimitrov fan. But I would probably go with Shangal Karas. Like regardless of whether it's close or not, yeah, yeah, yeah. it certainly will be uh, flashy. Like there, there's gonna be yeah. a lot of cool shots in that one, and and that's yeah. why um that, that that's why this is the one that I'm going for. Um, anything else to 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 be said here before we leave the show before we uh, exit the last ball drop for day eight? Um. Yeah. No. I think that you know it's it's fine. Uh, yesterday we 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 needed kind of two hours. <laughs> Today it's not been as you know as firework as yesterday, but still still nice things we we have watched. And I'm interesting in tomorrow because I feel like uh, that side of the men's draw is particularly yeah. interesting in itself, regardless of you know. If the matches goes, you know, like yesterday, of not or not, I feel like this is a really a stacked part of the draw. For example, 
how Ojeral Yassim will will behave against against a top player like Medvedev, since we know he's trying to to regain his level, will be interesting. Um, you know, a lot of things will be worth watching. That's for sure. Yeah, um, the top half of the men's row kind of feels like wake me up when Sinner and Djokovic face in the semis now. Whereas, whereas on the at the bottom, there's definitely a lot more novelty and a lot more that can happen to Alcaraz or Medvedev along the way. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you guys for today, everyone in the chat. Brenda, Sean, Ghosty, um, Nurlan was there earlier, of course. How could I forget Nurlan, Michael as well? I think that's I think that's all. Sorry if I missed someone. And uh, yeah, thank you guys. We'll see you on some other streams and etc. I know there's going to be like, again, this introductory thing at the yeah. beginning of the day. Um, and also at the last ball drop show, of course, is going to be there tomorrow too. So probably some watch along as well. So um, yeah, we'll see you guys. Uh, we'll catch you guys later, basically. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.